time. But let's get started because we got a great show for everybody today for our Just Talking. We have former Miss Nevada, Katie Williams, who's going to be joining us in on the show. And we got, got our Strike Accord artist, The Blowy. So stick around with us and it's time to rock and roll. All right, this is hashtag TLDR, too long, don't read. We did all the reading for you, so you didn't have to do it. With more than 1.5 million confirmed coronavirus cases in the U.S. and nearly 100,000 deaths to date, millennials are getting antsy with uncertainty and frustration as stay-at-home orders continue to extend. In an article from BuzzFeed titled, Thinking About Expanding Your Quarantine Circle?, Here's what public health experts say by Clarissa Jan Lim. Let's face it. I mean, 2020 seemed like such a futuristic year, but I didn't know the meaning of 2020 meant, you know, sitting on my ass and playing video games all day. I really wasn't expecting that life. But, you know, I miss my friends. I want them to come hang out in the man cave. But public health experts, they disagree with me. And Gerard Chow the Department of Population Health Sciences Chair and Professor of Mathematical Epidemiology at Georgia State University said, you must ask yourself, have you been in contact or interacted with someone else in the last couple of weeks? They would tell you honestly, yes or no. But I mean, my dude, in what world does Gerardo live in? I mean, come on, what do you think we've been interacting in the last three weeks? It's called shopping. Shopping, hello. <laughs> but it gets even better. I mean, Scott Mishka, the professor and assistant chair of environmental occupational health sciences at the University of Washington states, your social connections should probably be 10 to 12, maybe even bigger feet apart. Is this dude serious? Is this guy that serious? I mean, my man cave is only 20 by 20. So, Marissa, you go stand in the corner, all right, while I throw darts for you. Are we in the <laughs> age of paranoia? Yeah. I mean, here's the problem, that because we're already in close contact shopping, unless you are truly just delivering, that's impossible to keep the social distance the way they are having it. Um, and the lines, the lines are so long. They're all long now. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But I mean, my whole thing is, if you feel like you can stay safe with your buddies, and you know exactly where they have been and haven't kept in close distance, I mean, I would be a little iffy if they were hanging out at the beach over here in Newport and Long Beach. I'm still not that cool yet, because I'm right here in Pomona, where this is like the epicenter of where the COVID-19 kind of all got started. High risk patients are three miles away from where I live. But if you're thinking about your quarantine circle, and you want to start expanding it, Here's a couple things you might want to keep in mind, listeners, when you start creating that circle. Always know who you're letting in, how you're deciding, and what and just figure out what kind of if they've been tested or positive or negative or not. And that will be that will show you whether your friends are being honest or not. <laughs> well, quarantine rules are lifting, but that doesn't mean that jobs are reappearing for us millennials. And just when I started to feel like maybe I can own a home in the next year or two, COVID came knocking and slam dunked my plans back down the ladder. Yeah. I, for one, lost all my teaching possibilities this coming fall, and waitressing is looking dismal. 
In an article from Times titled, Vanishing Jobs for Young Could Create Lockdown Generation by Jamie Keaton and Kasim Abdul-Zara, they state that young people were already in a precarious position relative to other age categories, with rates still below those before the 2008 economic crisis, even before the pandemic hit. In other words, there is no silver lining for us after COVID runs its course. We got screwed then and we are getting screwed now. Yep, welcome to the lockdown generation. Num, num, num. <laughs> All right, so having lived through the 08 crisis as a young adult just starting off in the workforce, all I can say is we are bleeped effed 100%. <laughs> yep, we don't get to pass go and we don't get to buy houses anytime in the future. Yeah, and Chris, yeah. do you have any advice for us lockdown gens looking for survival jobs? You're asking me for advice? You're the one that lived through the OA. I, I mean, I was like in middle school. I mean, I just got out of graduate school, got my MFA degree. I'm really happy. But I'm also very concerned at the same time. And thank God I've been pursuing this career with you, Marissa, because this is what's keeping me active. I mean, this is what I've been believing in since day one. And thank God I have something to be doing right now. But for all the kids that are thinking about all these other jobs, there's none. There's absolutely none. It's not like Hollywood's going to get going anytime soon. I mean, Newsom's got so many restrictions on so many job you know, you know, places everywhere across this whole state. I don't know. It, it, it's iffy, man. I, I have no advice for anybody. Don't, don't listen to me. Marissa's going to know it way better than anybody else. Well, experience <laughs> has shown us that we can't rely on our elders to see us through this crisis. Luckily... We are the generation of ingenuity. So button down the hatches, bust out the vision board, and start thinking outside the box for your next career move. In an article from the New York Times titled, SpaceX postpones the launch of two NASA astronauts by Jonathan Karum. After Wednesday's planned launch was postponed due to weather, SpaceX now plans to launch two NASA astronauts to the International Space Station in the United States since the end of the space shuttle program in 2011. NASA astronauts Robin, Robert, sorry, not Robin, Robert Beckin and Douglas Hurley will be the first to test the Crew Dragon in orbit. But Marissa, I know that you love space, but yes. the thing that gets me iffy is, would you risk your life to go into space with a private company? Yes. Why? Yes. Um, well, especially with Elon Musk. I mean, that's a lot of money behind um, having it go correct. <laughs> and I mean, as long as like, we're not self-driving it, because we could see how Tesla cars do that well. <laughs> don't you feel like you want to be in the cockpit as you're going up? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're on the ground while you're up in the air. I mean, I, I think it's a little so iffy. The, I only thing I, the one thing I heard about the Crew Dragon that I thought was kind of cool is I guess it could sit seven more people um, for future runs. So if this becomes really successful, they could possibly bring more people up in space. So Marissa, you have your chances I of uh, maybe so. having right that here. free ticket. Elon Musk, but the Elon Musk, I want to go to space with the Chris Collins show live air. And you, and you just you just hit it on the nose because the rocket built by SpaceX is led by the maverick entrepreneur, Elon Musk. <laughs> it's insane. 
But hey, we're starting to transition right now. We're going right down into Just Talking, and we're beyond stoked because we got the one and only Katie Williams, who is fighting to bring a new conservative voice to the Clark County School Board by running to represent District B. But let's not forget that Katie Williams is also a millennial and a veteran. How's it going, Katie? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, we're doing good, fam. It's, I'm super glad to have you back on the show. And yeah. I think it's just uh, some crazy times we're living in. And what better person to talk about a quarantine circle than hashtag Corona Katie? <laughs> so you were going around, you stirred up a big mess all over Twitter because obviously before the whole COVID-19 got going, People still weren't really sure yep. what was going to happen. I mean, it was really fluctuating around. I mean, obviously, we saw what was happening in China. But could you give a little background story of what happened? Because I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so I'll actually give you guys, like, the low-down, true story, like I've been telling everyone that asked. Um, we were actually, my husband and my, my daughter and I, we were all, well, we actually had to fly back home because we had had a family emergency. And so... Of course, that's one of the only restaurants that was kind of open and restaurants were starting to shut down in the state that we were flying to. We were going to Illinois. And, and so we just, we just decided it was Red Robin. Like, <laughs> where we went, you know? And it was crowded. I mean, it was crowded. And my biggest thing with that was that, you know, my, my life um, has always been like, listen, I have freedoms. I, you know, I was a veteran and I, I fought for this, right? And my, my grandfather fought for this, right? My father and, and before that. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to live my life. Yeah. And yeah, I have a way with, I have a way with words and it blew up. I mean, well, <laughs> hey, I mean, I think the thing is people blow things out of proportion all the time on social media. Oh, Let's not yeah. pretend like anybody knew exactly the extent of what COVID-19 was going to do on the whole right. world. And do you ever have any thoughts about that now? Um, you know, now that it's, we're almost into June, have you had any new philosophies of like about this whole virus? And that's, well, so I think a lot of, yeah, like a big misconception was that I had COVID and I was spreading it or, um, yeah. I, don't I, didn't, like, I didn't hear that one. Oh, I didn't. oh, I oh it was going around. Definitely a lot of conspiracies. Um, yeah. And then, um, but really what people don't realize, or that I thought it was a hoax, right? But here's the thing is that my family works in medicine. I knew it's not a hoax. Like I knew it was there. Mm. Um, but my biggest thing is like, why are we censoring so much of our society and ourselves when we've been through this before, I'm sorry, but Ebola was way worse than COVID-19. The only problem with, you know, but like Ebola, we understood it, you know, and so COVID, we didn't necessarily know what it was, you know, but I don't think my biggest issue is that people weren't questioning it at all. They were just like, oh, we have to like stay in our homes and shut in and cower in fear. Okay. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and I know I, I'm not going to do that. So. Well, and I also, I also think that when that first came out, it was supposed to just be for two weeks. So people were like, yes. oh, okay, yeah. two weeks. A vacation and they, yeah right? and we and said that we too. Like, cool yeah and we said that. We're like, yeah that, and, and i said that too i'm like if you ask americans to do a favor they'll probably do it they'll unify and they'll be like okay but you know then going on like 70 days of a shutdown no way like i'm sorry but we've started wars for less like we just don't care we're just not going to do it well how how do you define somebody who's going to be accepted into your quarantine circle because i know that's the biggest thing with millennials i mean they're getting antsy i mean i have a lot of my buddies that are in my punk band baseline and they're hitting me up to go to band practice i got my buddies jake yeah. stalweezy and scotty young and they're like bro let's hang out but i gotta respect the family because one the parents pay the bills so i gotta respect yeah. them and they're they're a high risk 
I totally understand that. So how are you as an individual in your household with children, how are you um, uh, choosing your friends or family members to be in your quarantine circle? So I, I go with what they're comfortable with, you know, mm. like I, you know, I've been to a lot of different businesses during the shutdown that, that needed to be open. I needed things to get done or whatever. Um, or I've been to my friend's house. They've come over here and I go with what they're comfortable with. If they're not comfortable hanging out with me, that's fine. But most of my friends are actually in the medical field. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, okay. well, it's not you say medical field. You kind of heard some of the things I was saying in TLDR, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you really think we should be doubling the distance now? I mean, yeah. we even have Gerard Chow who was saying that if you interacted with somebody in the last couple of weeks, you shouldn't hang out with them. Well, but see, here's my big thing. So why can't we go to a big box store like Lowe's or, um, you know, like Walmart or Target or something like that, but we can't go to a mom and pop shop that's really struggling right now. You know, chances are mom and pop shops are going to be a lot less busy than a Target. That's true. <laughs> no, I mean, that it was so, so bad. True. No, it's true. The Target by my house. Yeah. There is zero, yeah. zero chance of trying to like social distance or wipe things yeah. down. I mean, they're doing nothing. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. even requiring masks, anything. But in the pop, mom and pop shop that does um, pet supplies, I have to get. Um, they're so on top of wiping things down, only having so many people in the, th in the shop. Same with the weed shops. I was going to say, at least the recreational weed, at least that's being yeah, delivered yeah, exactly. by a car. No, Thank I'm, God we live in California. It's okay. I'm <laughs> the same way. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Um, but but the, the thing is, is that we can be respectful of people's requests. Um, and, you know, and, and still just live our lives. You know, if they don't want to shake my hand. That's totally fine. I'm not going to hold it against them, but yeah. I'm not going to sit there and be, be afraid of them either. Absolutely. And you know what? And when you're saying that, because obviously we have a really strong, powerful voice that we get to have here in the USA. And one of the most startling things that's happened this week is Twitter, Jack Dorsey put a fact check on one of Donald Trump's tweets. So Marissa, could you pull up the picture for all the, the listeners and the watchers out there on YouTube who haven't seen this tweet so we can uh, read it off for you? <laughs> yes, I can. Just give me two seconds. <laughs> hey, like we said, this is the first time we're getting the board operator rocking right. and rolling all I over know. again. But we'll get the picture up right now and I'll start to say it off. But this was Donald Trump's tweet that CEO Jack Dorsey of Twitter decided to flag oh we're seeing everything marissa I know. <laughs> there is no way it's all good marissa it's all good i'll just read it off okay no, there is no way zero that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent mailboxes will be robbed ballots will be forged and even illegally printed out and fraudulently signed the governor of california is sending ballots to millions of people anyone living in the state no matter who they are or how they got there, will get one. That will be followed up with professionals telling all of these people, many of whom have never even thought of voting before, how and for whom to vote. This will be a rigged election. No way. So now that you've seen the tweet that I was having a hard time. I can't find the tweet anywhere. So uh, Katie, you were just telling me before the show, the, the tweet got flagged? Yeah, I think it got flagged, and then I, it's not taken down. It just got flagged, so you have to really go search for it. Yeah, because um, I was really trying to look for it. It's yeah. not that hard. Twitter's in chronological order. I still couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was. It's crazy. I. I, I don't know. It's just. It's very different. But um, um, at the same time, yeah. But I. I can. I completely agree with them. Like 
Nevada has gone to an all mail-in ballot system. And the problem with this is that you are required, like federal law, the states are required to purge uh, voter registrations who are not active or who are not valid, right? And what's, what's causing it to happen is that for some reason they're not getting purged and then we're getting multiple ballots to one home. You know, I have a friend uh, and I won't say his name, but his name, his first name is Alex. And he got three ballots in his home. Oh my. One of them was his. Uh, and then the other one was the previous owner. And then another one was a previous owner who had passed away. And he only knew they passed away because he knew them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I but I also he heard that the Democrats were fighting over signature verification. Yeah. I mean, I that mean, sounds but, like common sense. But think about it like this, though. Like, if I get, you know, if I get remarried and I change my signature, then my signature's not going mm. to match my registration. Yeah. Card. Right? Gotcha. I had the yeah, same. Exactly. I had the same problem with when I was trying to get my passport. Yeah. I actually my passport exactly. my maiden name because they said my signature doesn't match. Even though I like, I gave you my marriage certificate <laughs> showing my name changed, and I yes. left it. Um, I'm so with you on this because yeah. if I want to pick my mail-in ballot, that's my right. But don't force me to pick right. how to vote. That's yeah. wrong. Well, Katie, tell me about the concern about the mail-in ballot. Because for the longest time, I've always been that kind of mail-in guy. Because for the longest time here in California, I just love having it come to my house a month before. I get to kind of see the list. I get to already <laughs> start to vote in. And then I get to take my mail-in ballot and I literally hand it in. Um, I think the biggest now new difference is, is, well, okay, Marissa, you're saying it's lame, but I don't lame. trust the tech companies. Would you rather have voting be digital or would you rather have no, it be physical? No, 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 no digital. digital. No digital. I, I'm 100% with uh, Marissa, uh, Marissa, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we here in Nevada have all mail-in ballots and you can take your mail-in ballot, like you said, look over it, which I think is a good idea that you should be able to look over who's running for what, and it's like a no-down dirty list, right, just for people to, like, look at and actually see who's running in those districts and offices and things like that, right? And then take that ballot and then fill in an actual ballot at a voting place because what's happening here in Nevada is that you can go to the ballot box place and you drop in a ballot box or a ballot to a little ballot box. So there right. is no verification. There's no ID verification. There's no signature verification before you do that. It's just, whoop, right in the box and done. Right. So you don't actually get to look and you don't get to fill in the bubbles at the, at the voting station. You have to just drop it in the box and be OK with it and hope it doesn't get changed. Well, I, I used to hear this idea floating around about voter ID. Are you in for something of that kind of nature? Because I know yeah, on the concert absolutely. level, everybody's been wanting to come up with this vaccine ID to get concerts to get going yeah. faster. And would you see that as a better a traditional route, I guess, to try to I, bring we, back I the better we, vote? I think, we, I think we need voter ID, but I think it, uh, we need... So now then maybe this is a little bit of extreme, but I would like someone with an ID and a social security card verification. That's what I, I want. Disagree. Right? I disagree with that. And that actually yeah. really, that really, especially in poor communities, having the access to get your social security card. I mean, that's kind of overkill. Look, well, so here's the thing though, you can get a verification, right? No, but you can get a verification without actually having a card, right? It's, it's something as simple as emailing the social security office and just showing your ID is all it is really. But, right. you know, I tried emailing my social security office and I had to answer questions on my credit report that were wrong. That's not my information. They told right. me that that's incorrect. And now I have to physically go down there. So I, I personally do not believe in voter ID. Very okay. few people actually screw the system that way. Now I am worried about ballot harvesting because yes. that is a whole nother thing and can easily be manipulated on a large yes. scale. Yes, and I and I think I think we definitely I mean we agree on very on, on the same thing 
there may be different tangents about it. But yeah, I think there's just a better way to do it. I don't understand why we're trying to uh, digitize everything or make everything easier just so that, you know, us millennials can be like, oh, this is easy. Right. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like Amazon Prime. We just want it right now. <laughs> exactly. Stop well, no, I mean, at least, Katie, you're bringing up a, a really big point. And I understand that technology makes life like so much easier. But at the same time, when we start allowing these tech companies to interfere with our life, hold, I think it was really weird. Obviously, when we showed all the watchers right now, the tweet that Donald Trump tweeted, he's obviously done way worse stuff online and every oh, other politician. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was really weird that they seem the first, let's, let's clear this up with everybody. The first person in the United States to be fact checked out of the 370 million people happened to be our president. I think that's a little bit iffy. And I understand yeah. that the president doesn't get a free ride, you know, just because he's the president and yada, yada, yada. But I'm thinking about us. I'm thinking about the millennials because imagine if you're trying to be a comedian like Patrice O'Neill or the, or the great Ralphie May or Ricky Gervais and every little thing they say gets hit with the fact check. I'm not yeah. about that life. And you know what? I want to play a little soundbite because I was quite shocked last week that I didn't see a fact check from Twitter when this was absolutely wrong. So Marissa, you want to play the soundbite? It's a long way until November. We got more questions you got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. No, I didn't get fact checked. Oh, it makes you laugh every time. Uh, I, I don't. Hear. I, I, I didn't really. I, it's been. It was been pretty quiet in the media about yeah. all of this. I mean, I didn't see no uproar. I, you know, I didn't I see no people rioting and looting and going all crazy. Yeah, there was no I mean, uproar, but it was digital. White, no one who is white can ever tell that someone who is of color is of that color. Never. That beyond <laughs> is ignorant. I mean, I don't care it's what so political spectrum you are on. I have no yeah. right to ever tell a black person the way they vote makes them black or not. I'm a white person. That like blows my Correct. mind. Correct. Yeah, no, I agree. But I also yeah, like, there's this weird culture that's going around though in social media where it's like, you know, everybody wants people suspended or banned or taken down. And I know Katie, you've spoken up a couple times that yeah. you've advocated for certain users to be taken down i think that's kind of weird i mean i think that's the best thing that i love that the president is using twitter as much as that might that's not my guy but as much as he's using twitter i get to know exactly every single thing that he's thinking and when i well, see these social media behemoths take away this freedom of rights where you get to have that freedom of speech doesn't that concern yeah. you katie well, so I've never actually advocated for a user to get taken down. What I have advocated for is like, I don't like violent speech on, on any kind of platform, right? I've never sat there and said, so it's like Kathy Griffin comes to mind, right? Yeah. You know, she had actually said at one point that she wants to put an air full of syringe or a syringe full of air into Donald Trump, you know, like that would do it. She basically <laughs> inferred that, you know, she would kill him that way. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with that. Like, I don't like Kathy Griffin. I don't know her as a person, but I just don't like her by her tweets. And that's fine too. Um, but I mean, I think, but that's then again, I, well, let me th isn't Kathy Griffin the same person that also held a headless, you know, Donald Trump's head cut off, you know, the yeah. same individual who did that too, Marilyn Manson. He's got a famous music yeah. video for it, but are yeah. we going to play, but are we going to play cancel culture though? No, I don't agree with cancel culture. Yeah. I think I just, cause I mean, I've been canceled. I mean, they, I mean, if yeah, you yeah. want to look at it that way, people have come after me a lot and trying to cancel me and trying to remove me from platforms and things like and that. Katie, I don't agree with that. What's that? So um, that kind of like to, brings it in. I know right now that you are looking into a career in education. You have a, um, you're, gonna, you're on the ballot on June 9th yes. for Clark County. Yep. 
So like, why now? Why this switch into politics for you? Well, so I've always been interested in politics ever since the like 2015 and we were watching, um, you know, coming into the 2016 elections and things like that. You know, and to touch back on the thing is that, you know, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I voted for Donald Trump and people called me that I wasn't a real woman, that I wasn't for women. And I'm like, well, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is that I think politics is in general is shifting and we need newer voices. We need younger voices to come in and be like, listen, like we've done it your way. Let's do it our way now. Let's just try it a different way. And let's kind of go back to either the basics or let's just go back to a wholesome thing. So with me going into education, I really, you know, I have a daughter. I want her into yeah. the best schools possible. I believe in school choice and I want, I don't want my school dictated by the zip code I live in. Right. And I want to choose how my tax dollars get spent on her. Um, you know, and so my biggest thing is that if we are going to complain about how public officials and elected officials act, then we have to be able to and be willing to step up to the plate as well and try to enforce change. So everyone can criticize when they're not the one on the bench. Right. Because when you get on the bench, your perspective does change. You know, so I think that even as leaders, there are, there are things going on behind curtains that we just don't see as civilians. And I think that that's important for us to get behind the curtain so that we can see that stuff. You yeah, see, absolutely. You and no matter. Oh, sorry. You just, you put yourself as a new conservative. So on your website, you say you're running as a new conservative. What does that mean? Because Clark County is primarily democratic. Um, yeah, so, big time. Yeah. So what do, what do you mean by a new conservative versus the old conservative? Well, I would say just a new conservative voice is what is kind of how it's kind of how it's worded and how it's supposed to be inferred, basically, because the entire board, I mean, it's, it's a nonpartisan board, but you can see where, you know, like the board without the, so the board of the president board actually endorsed Bernie Sanders without even asking the other board members if they would be okay mm -hmm. with that. You know, so basically it's inferred that the Clark County School District endorses Bernie Sanders. Um, which is fine, regardless if you support them or you don't, like I personally don't, but I don't really care either way. People can support who they want, you know, but I think it's that, that, uh, communication gap that we're having that people don't really understand what's going on. Most people don't know what a school board does. They just think it's just sure. a bunch of people. That sit there, sit but I also think the meeting. thing that you're saying is this new conservative voice. It doesn't matter what your political spectrum is. We need more people, right. millennials stepping into yeah. public service. And I think that's yeah. what you're doing because that's what we were just saying five minutes ago with the social media tech companies. There's yeah. no millennial representing us. So we're having yeah. all these old hags that are gonna be making all the rules and laws for us I'm not about it. I think it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos for you for representing the children out there because that was right. something I totally thought it was. I totally yeah. thought it was because you have your daughter and education so rich for her. And I understand that you want that strong connection for her. And I think that's Great. a beautiful thing, Katie. So Great. where can they follow you on social media? Okay, so you guys can go to my website, katiewilliamsnz.com. And there's a link to all my all my social medias. I'm on Twitter at RealKittyJoW. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So... Hey, rock and roll, Katie. It's always a blast having you back on the Chris Collins Show. And hopefully we talk soon. Thank Peace you. out. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. So now we're starting to transition on into Strike a Chord, where we play our favorite artists. If you actually physically or digitally pick up the record, you're going to know these tracks. And we're beyond stoked because we got the blowies with us. So we got Tucker and we got Samuel. How's it going, my friends? All right. Hey. Hey. You guys doing good? I know you guys are surviving, and I know the big theme for this week is who are you allowing in your quarantine circle, right? I mean, that's been a really big debate. 
And uh, how are you guys making that happen? Because I know you guys must be getting antsy. I can see right now you guys are in two different places. How is yeah. the band making music during these unprecedented times? Well, Tucker, you want to take uh, <laughs> Sure. We, uh, we set up uh, remote recording settings. Uh, luckily in Austin, there's a really cool spot called Rock and Roll Rentals. Um, and they rent out recording gear, video gear, all that stuff. So at the very start of the quarantine, we actually had recording sessions set up for a studio and that got squashed right away. Oh my. Uh, so we went right to this rock and roll and we, uh, rented some gear. Uh, I've got my little setup in my garage. Sam has his setup in his place. Um, and we were able to kind of send tracks back and forth, writing and recording. You know, it took a little uh, little time to figure it out. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I believe it just like anything, right? I mean, we were laughing this morning because like, I'm switching over to give Marissa the board operator duties because she that's what she does. I mean, she's so good at it, but obviously but I'm Zoom and... <laughs> I'm an actor. I'm not a techie. So, <laughs> so it learn. becomes a little bit different, yeah. right? So hard. what kind of softwares are you guys using to actually make that happen virtually? Are you guys... I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, so Pro Tools had a like a free trial run for their software, and it actually has a lot of really good like cloud-based sharing oh. capabilities. So we we were using that, and it was it was really nice. That's insane. And I know you guys were telling me that unfortunately you were one of the few bands that got affected by the coronavirus, and you guys actually had to postpone your album release. How do you guys feel? Because that's yeah. got to be so shitty knowing that all these concert promoters are ditching 2020 and moving on to 2021. So how are you guys staying active? Yeah, you know, it was weird. We, uh... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We lost Tugger a little bit. Uh -oh. He probably glitched out on his end. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where, where... Oh, no. I don't know where he was going with his thoughts, but... Um... <laughs> I we'll say, we, why don't you let it ride? <laughs> So, like, to cope with this, like, I guess we've just been trying to write and record, like, at home, like we've been doing. Um, and that's all we can really do. I know some people are doing some sort of shows. Like, I've heard of, like, drive-in shows. he was like... So, like, he's oh, still talking. Hey, talking. Tucker, we're sort of losing you with, uh, with your internet connection. Oh, yeah. we just got him in, and then he pops oh, up. There he goes. Hey, you got to love it. Is this thing on? Uh, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Are we here? Are we? <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, Tucker, let me, let's have you finish your thought because that's what bandmates do. I love this duo group because you guys were just feeding off each other so perfectly when technology becomes such a bitch. <laughs> and uh, so go on on your thoughts, Tucker, when you were saying about how you guys are handling this whole album release being postponed. Yeah. So basically, South by was canceled. There was a little bit of a rebelliousness in Austin. We were going to still move, go on and everything. And then everything started shutting down more. Right. And mm -hmm. so uh, that includes all of the live shows. Yeah. Album release. We had an album ready to go that we were going to be releasing. Was it this week, Sam? Today. Today. Oh, wow. It was supposed wow. to be today. Isn't that annoying though? It. What's that? Isn't that annoying? I mean, like, yeah, because I feel like you guys are making the right move. I mean, we've been reporting on the last month. Every single band, like August Burns Red, for example, got number one on the hard rock charts, number one on vinyl charts, and number one in pure album sales, yet sold yeah. half as less than they did in 2017, which was a Grammy-nominated album. It's just amazing. So I think you guys are making the smart choice, but 
let, let me ask you this because I know a lot of debate that's been going around is singles are in and albums are out. And are you guys thinking, especially during this coronavirus time, that why put all your efforts into an album when it's hard to get it out to the masses? Is that something you guys have been on your mind? Uh, it's a little touch and go. You know, uh, we we still want to release this collection of songs because it is we we our music is is uh, very tied to politics, or some of it is. And uh, oh, I think most to, of it. <laughs> I'm saying wanna, like a, most of the whole discography. Honestly, that's why I love you guys. You have that. Um, it's like if the Sex Pistols and the Ramones had a baby. Yeah, it would be you guys. <laughs> Because you have I love politically it. <laughs> you're politically driven. It's that 80s type of punk. It's going forward. And then, but it's also catchy. Like it yeah. has like, I don't know. It's very easy to get into your music. It's really cool. Yeah. I say, why don't we go and play one of their musics right now? Because I know that you guys got a cover of Cherry Bomb from The Great Runaways. And I thought that was kind of an uh, interesting choice. Because, you know, a female-fronted band. And why, why The Runaways? Sam? Well, I mean, they're a badass band. Um, yeah. Actually, like, heard the song in the on the radio in the car one day, and I was like, man, this is, like, the perfect vibe for us. And, like, you know, we, we put our own spin on it. And, yeah. uh, and we also really love the, the gender, you know, the gender change we're doing with it, you know. Cause no, I love it because I think in rock and roll, especially for females, I mean, we, we've talked about it once time before on the show. There's, like, 95% of the rock and roll community is men. And so I think when you honor the, some of the greats, like the Runaways, who have projected rock music and punk music to all new heights, I think when you guys did the cover of Cherry Bomb and just added this, up to the speed just a little bit, I think it's super kick-ass, and I know all the listeners out there are going to love it. So why don't we play yeah. the Runaways, Cherry Bomb, right now. This is The Blowies. Stay it on the play it safe so we wait. 
get back to reality. <laughs> Marissa jumped ahead and she started playing the new track CDC. That's not the Runaways, okay? Okay, well, we're going to have to figure that out. I mean, she's, she's you know what? I get to play the blonde dicks, okay? I get the blonde moments. You don't get the blonde moments, okay? The brand new track where we're jumping ahead, that was CDC. And, you know, I love it. I think it's really fun. You guys, I, when I first heard that track, when you guys sent it to me last night, I kept laughing because I kept thinking, I'm going to hear this song in 20 years. I'm going to laugh so hard at 2020 <laughs> because the whole idea of 2020 meant so futuristic. And I would have never thought my whole life would have been six feet apart and everybody looks like they're about to rob a bank. <laughs> so how are you guys handling all this? I mean, it's got to be wild, right? It's tough. Yeah. I mean, there's not much we can do. Right. Yeah. You know? it's, it's bizarre. We, well, uh, you- I mean, that song came out of recording during this whole time that's that's what we set up to do uh with all the recording gear and what's cool is is it's part of a compilation with a bunch of awesome bands that also missed out on south by and that's coming out uh the compilation on on june 4th it's called lost by lost west West. yeah i love it because i know everybody was so bummed out and every single concert has been basically uh canceled the only group that hasn't canceled and they still consider themselves postponed is Coachella. They still think that they might be able to get things going by October. And I've been telling the listeners for a very long time they should be really concerned because the thing is, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, all of them, StubHub, they're in a huge lawsuit right now because they will not give refunds back to the, you know, the concert goers. And so literally what ends up having to happen is the tour literally has to say, tour canceled for fans to get refunds so if you say rescheduled or postponed the fan can't get their money back during these wild times and i don't know about you a stimulus check isn't going to sustain anybody and if i paid 450 bucks to coachella i think i'd like that money back so i mean what is your guys's thoughts on this whole idea with this whole refund debacle well i mean i i'm kind of with you i wish we could you know if we decided not to go or to you know have the tickets get our refunds i mean i i've spent over a thousand dollars on rolling stones tickets that i can't give my money back for so it's like, yeah because they won't yeah, they were, mm-hmm. say again i say it's because the rolling stones won't actually cancel it yeah yeah their shows are postponed right now so it, it, does that make you frustrated though on a level i mean like, uh, that's a lot of money it's a lot, lot of money <laughs> I, yeah it's a lot of money um it's I, I bought the ticket so long ago though so it's kind of out of you know i'm not really thinking about it too much but okay you know but like yeah it's a lot of money i wish i had it back well let me uh, but maybe the, maybe the rolling stones will play and i'll go i'll go see them right <laughs> yeah who knows i mean i just think it's i think it's totally wild but like we were talking about before you know even with the band the blowies and you know definitely with the rolling stones being very politically charged and obviously the blowies are very politically charged. One thing I noticed about punk music was I'm a huge Pennywise fan and the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like nowadays, a lot of the punk bands, they're too neutral when it comes to politics. And I always kind of thought that's what punk was all about. Is there a whole different philosophy on your guys' end of what punk means to you? Um, I think, I, I don't know about, I can't speak for other bands. I, <laughs> I can only speak for us. Uh, we very much set out uh, at the beginning of this project to to have a voice that spoke to the current events, uh, both in politics, socially, whatever it might be. Um, 
we have an angle on it. And it's usually, it's not your typical angle. It's not taking necessarily any uh, particular side in the argument, but it's pointing out the absurdity of it all, uh, or at least attempting to right. in a palatable way, in a fun way. Yeah, because when I heard your guys' song, AK, I'm not going to lie, I got triggered at first. <laughs> like, those <laughs> lines, I was like, what the hell are they even promoting? I thought of that old he heavy metal band, Amur, and they had a song called Bring a Gun to School. And when I first heard that song, it was they were talking about it in the minds of a killer. But what I'm getting from you guys is you guys are talking about all these gun-toting people who just feel like their Second Amendment rights are being taken away when my whole belief is since day one is if you have to get a driver's license to operate a vehicle, you should have to get a gun license to operate a weapon. And what are you guys' thoughts on it? Sam, you want to take this? No. I'll take <laughs> it. This is your question. <laughs> Uh, it's, so first off, it's a, it's a satirical song. It's from the, uh, viewpoint of somebody that feels as if they're powerless, they need power and they turn to guns to do that. And I feel like a lot of, uh, people that, uh, feel as if they need the guns are in a situation where uh, they feel powerless for one reason or another. And I think this kind of pokes a hole in, in that justification. Doesn't it seem like your guys' song AK is kind of relevant today, especially what's been happening all of last night in a couple of days in Las Vegas and Minneapolis, all the rioting and looting and people feeling like they're powerless and you got all kinds of people looking like armed militia in the streets. Doesn't that kind of concern you? Cause I feel like we're living in a third world country right now. This is ridiculous. And I don't know what, what your guys' thoughts on all of this is. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we're seeing is uh, it's not surprising. I mean, these are people that have been, you know, I, again, can't speak to it myself, uh, but, um, but I guess what I'm saying is systematically, like, I, 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 I get or, that or the, whole, the George Floyd time. thing is not police brutality. It's murder flat out straight and simple. Yeah, yeah. But the idea and that everybody is looting and rioting and destroying property, I think is absolutely crazy. And I've seen people justifying all this because, Oh yeah, you know, target, they're a multi-billion dollar company. They have insurance. That's like me saying, Hey, Tucker and Samuel, you guys have health insurance, right? Let me break your arm because I can do it. Yeah. But I, if the system isn't working for them, through which to to get uh, justice, I mean, how, how do you create attention uh, outside of the system? One of the yeah, most effective ways is to create an event that people will pay attention to. And that rioting, I think a lot of people keep overlooking, that's a class thing. That is a lot of frustration. That is a lot of people who are on poverty levels. That is not a black, white, or anything. Looters were of all color. That is is the, the frustration of how our system is set up. And that boils yeah. over. You have COVID, people are stuck in their home, not being able to go out. There is so much built on that was finally released, unfortunately, on the death of a black man. Yeah, and that's why I was saying it's so weird because I listen to you guys' music and I'm like, wow, it's so relative of the times. And that's why I love it. And I think you guys have a strong, powerful message. And Marissa, I'm Let's play that. AK, all right? Okay. Let's AK this time. I swear to God, I am hitting the button. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me let me get it correct. Okay, this one I think is Cherry That's Bomb. It. I think this is Cherry Bomb. No, this is AK. That's it. That's AK. I need an AK to feel like a man. I need an AK.
can't, I know who I am. The kids in school, they don't understand. I need an AK to feel like a man. Just in case so I pray to the NRA So the Dems don't take my guns away oh. I need a gosh i go crazy every time to that song <laughs> i love it but with that song i i think i think with those kind of messages with those lyrics when they trigger you they make you think and i think with the kind of things that you guys are doing i think is totally cool and i want to let all the listeners know i, I apologize for the blowies we had such a hard time trying to play your runaway song yeah. we're going to make sure we're going to share that all over our social media platforms all Day. We're gonna blast it twice today. That's my apologies. So sorry about that. I wanna I wanna play at least thirty seconds of it for our listeners now, so when they see it on social media, because I'm yes, I love that idea, Marissa. Let's play at least at least thirty seconds, and uh, we're gonna be sharing it all over our social media page later on today. Hopefully, this is it. No, no. Give me another second. Uh oh. See, we're in a black screen. We're like start screen sharing. You have no idea how frustrated I am with this. I'm literally hitting the right one. All right, I think this <laughs> there is it is. That's it. J-Bone!
gonna blast that all over our social media cast. I, I, I love how she's like, we'll just play like 30 seconds. She's like, nah, screw it. Let's just play the whole thing. I did. I went in for 30 seconds and I was like, nope, nope, I like it. It could stay another minute. That was awesome. Oh my God. Hey, I gotta say, after seeing these music videos, who in the band owns the blowies? I mean, like the actual blow doll. <laughs> I mean, who's it's, got the blow doll? It's jointly owned. It's jointly owned. That's a little yeah. kinky. That's a little strange. Okay, I don't know if I'm with that. All right, that's kind of weird. But so uh, maybe that's how duos come together, right? Maybe you got to share a blow up doll to have those special moments. Now that breaks quarantine laws. Not a hundred percent breaks quarantine. It was laws. actually a blow up doll that cannot hear blows together. Sam, you want to tell the story? Yes, please. Oh, uh, Sam said you can't hear anything, unfortunately. Sorry, oh. Tucker, go for it. <laughs> My internet connection um, is unstable, apparently. But tell us, can you hear tell us, Sam? us the story. We can hear you, though, unfortunately, but All you right. can't hear us. <laughs> I got y'all. Let's go. Hey, I was talking about who owns the blow-up doll in the group. Oh, well, yeah, I heard that part. Jointly owned. Yeah, Jointly but how owned. did the blowy start? So, so tell us the story. So it was the blow-up doll that brought us together, right, Sam? <laughs> It was, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. That was so long ago. I don't even know. <laughs> no, no, we hold on, hold on. You just, let's refresh the memory. We'll give you guys some time. Tucker, How did the Tucker, band The Blowies get going? Over a blow-up doll. So we, we, we play in, in another project together, um, which is not uh, a political band. And we were on the road, and we ended up staying at uh, this guy's place in west texas was west west texas no it was like it was like out in bone oh east texas is east texas right <laughs> in bone <laughs> yeah, east texas yeah and uh yeah they, they put us up for the night and we got we got to the guy's place and he just had all sorts of sex doll memorabilia all over the house <laughs> wow <laughs> including a blow up doll in an american flag like rocky style boxers you know <laughs> in one of the beds we were staying <laughs> i love that that would creep the hell out of me i don't know i think maybe that kind of answers my question because i was i saw the drummer in the background maybe you guys just blew up a blow-up doll and that thing was just <laughs> smacking the background like it's losing air and it's just doing this like and where, where can where can all of our listeners find your music and you guys uh what's the best place instagram slash you know at the blowies that's where we're mostly you guys are on all audio streaming but, services too apple music spotify you guys that. are on amazon but the key thing is you guys yeah you could subscribe to all your favorite platforms but go and physically buy the record these guys are kick-ass they got a new album that's going to be dropping real real soon and, and you guys have an idea when it's going to get dropped and released maybe september time is what are sometimes, you guys thinking? sometime before the election Ooh, I like that. So we're ready. Politically charged record. Here we come. And the Blowies, thank you so much for coming on to the Chris Collins Show. And listeners, if you're listening to, please go to thechriscollinsshow.com and become a member today. Thanks, fam. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. All right. So we're starting to transition on over. Mercy ain't sharing the the sound no more. There you go. There it is. Do we got to get our drum roll? It's all good. It's all new. It's a little different. Zoom's awkward, fam. Zoom's awkward. 
Okay. Uh, we way, get it. I, it's not I, our traditional radio format. By the but way, we'll I get... apologize. I apologize for making so much fun of you these last few weeks for messing up. <laughs> yeah, now you know exactly how I feel for the last no. one. <laughs> no, in. But hey, I love this lifestyle. And now that we got all the sound bites going and we're starting to feel a lot more comfortable where we're at in home. And uh, I just wanted to let everybody know to end off the show, we want to do a what's good because I think this is such a really cool story. So while many people have been left twiddling their thumbs for the duration of this coronavirus shutdown, this 11-year-old athlete took advantage of his free time spent in quarantine to make skateboarding history. So Guy Curry became the first skateboarder to ever land a 1080-degree turn on a vertical ramp. So to put this into perspective, the Brazilian youngster had not even been born when 22-year-old Tony Hawk completed the first 900-degree turn back in 1990. So Guy completed his first 900. Could you guess, Marissa? No. At eight years old. What? Tony Hawk did it at 22 years old, the 900. This kid did it at eight years old, and now he's doing the 1080. So the skateboard prodigy is talking about his huge milestone, and we got a little sound bite right here. I was just like... Oh my God, what just happened? Uh, like to all my favorite skaters, Tony Hawk, Bob Bernaquist, uh, Neil Mims, all of them. When I landed my first 540, my first 720, and my first 900, and now I can conclude the 1080. And being the youngest, all of them, and now being the first one to land on vert ramp. Yeah, I think that's so incredible because I remember playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and everybody knows they're bringing back that video game uh, later this year in September. And I remember it was so hard to do a 1080 spin on a vert ramp in the video game. So all I keep thinking is they need to make this kid an unlockable character. I think it's just so cool, and it represents the youth. And what do you think, Marissa? Yeah, this is pretty amazing. I mean, at 8, I think I was still making mud pies. <laughs> yeah right oh, like doing amazing skateboarding so bravo yeah I, I still had the tiny wheels on my bicycle you know even try to keep my ass you know balanced not let alone trying to do a 900 vert at eight years old I think that's pretty wild but you know the thing is guy later told reporters that he celebrated by sharing a bowl of macaroni and cheese with his family only an eight-year-old would sell it all right not an eight-year-old I forgot how old he is now I just said 11 years old 11 year old that's the only way he celebrates. I'm going to be drinking a beer after this because, you know, it's the weekend. We got a, you know, a great day out here. It's starting to finally feel cool for once here in, you know, Southern California. But for all the listeners who tuned in, thank you so much for tuning into the Chris Collins Show. And I want to thank today's guest, Katie Williams and punk duo The Blowies, for joining the show. And you know who I'm beyond stoked we're having next week, Marissa? We're bringing back data scientist Alexander Titus and artist Mandy Mencius. Because, you know, the Pentagon tried to shut us down when they wouldn't let my Wi-Fi work on my end. So we're super stoked to bring them in for our season finale of the Chris Collins Show. So tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Peace. Ciao, Bellas. Okay. Did you end the stream? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then end the the recording. And then I got to...